Yeah, yeah, live, back in action from the Hail Mary to the goal line carry. This is the third and three podcast. This show is presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by Anchor Radio. My name is Jason Fearman coming to you from the South Florida studio. We are a quarter of the way through the season. But it is not without its problems. You hear Jay-Z playing right now. That's the theme of the day. Jay-Z music. Here to break it all down. All the action of my teammates. And they're the best in the freaking business. First up is the passionate rant raving wonder of the world. And the brains of the operation of our kick-ass segment. Knowledge with Nikki. We couldn't do it without him. It's Tricky Nikki G. How we doing tonight? Oh, well done. Well done. Golf clap right there. Absolutely. Well done. And of course, the man who ties it all together, always giving you the real deal. Our head coach, the king of pronunciation, a beautiful football mind, Mr. Damian Adams. What's up, brother? As am I, man. As am I. We're going to do some week three recap. As you know, we got knowledge of a Nikki now. Player play is going to be our top four teams. We're going to start off with uh, just very quick neighborhood news. We heard earlier Bill O'Brien finally got fired. We've been talking about it for four years. The Jets are going to play Joe Falco instead of Darnold this week so Darnold can heal from his injury. We'll see how long that's going to go. The Washington football team has benched uh, Dwayne Haskins, and they're going to Kyle Allen. And who knows if Alex Smith will play this year. But the one thing in neighborhood news we have to get to and spend just a couple of minutes on, guys, is obviously the outbreak of COVID now um, that's very prevalent and going to more teams. And now Stephon Gilmore, obviously, we heard about this morning, more Titans personnel. And you got to wonder, you know, Nikki, because uh, the uh, what do you call it? Excuse me, the Patriots had just played. Uh, Kansas City, and who knows if more, um, you know, COVID positive tests are going to come out for the Patriots, and that means it could come out for the Chiefs, and then, you know, you're backing up again. The Titans, are they going to play this week with another COVID test coming out today? It's just a big problem, and the, and again, I just can't say it enough. They just had so much time to prepare, and they freaking blew it. They could have pushed the season back, done a bubble or whatever it is, but they, they blew it, Nikki. They had the longest of all the sports to figure this out. And I just cannot believe. No, I can believe what a mess it's turning into. Yeah. Again, <laughs> like we had talked about, couldn't you have built in a couple weeks? Can you push the playoffs? Can you push the Super Bowl? You know, I know Bubble Eyes and Damien, you better uh, patent that or <laughs> copy <laughs> term. But, I, you know, I know it's not always feasible, but, yeah, was this game the smartest to play? Here's the thing. I feel like if Pat Mahomes tests positive for COVID-19, does the NFL shut down? I feel like it depends on the player, sad as that is. Yeah, I don't Damien, do you think that they should, you know, push everything back like two – you can't really do that. It's so much easier said than done, push the season back like two weeks and quarantine everybody, you know, for a time period. I don't know what the answer is, but we knew this was going to happen – and the NFL is not like other sports where you can just postpone games. You know, they play once a week. This is a big problem. Yeah. Um, one thing they can do, I know that they have that extra week that they normally have between the championship games and the Super Bowl. Yeah. They can go ahead and push back to just take away the extra week. Sure. If that helps. Um, hopefully, with Kansas 
today is not affected with Stephon Gilmore playing in that game. Uh, with Minnesota, they were not affected, even though they played against Tennessee, who Tennessee has continued to have outbreaks. So we don't know how, you know, we don't know how exactly it gets passed. We don't, you know, it's so much unknown when it comes to the virus. So we just have to wait and see. Uh, they definitely should have bubbleized, uh, like we said, you know, sure. preseason and done, you know, several bubbles or even if it was 32 bubbles and they just had to, you know, have private commercial planes. And like I said, any league could, could afford it. It would have been the NFL who could afford to do it and should have come up with a plan. Like Nikki yeah. said, they had the most time to do it. And they definitely blew it when it came to that aspect. Uh, we saw baseball go through this. Baseball has made it through and made it to their postseason where they have a bubble for their postseason. Maybe the NFL is the same thing for the playoffs. They'll have a bubble for the playoffs and not the regular season. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a great idea if they could pull that off. And we'll see. There's so much left to be said and done, and we don't know yet. So we'll get there. We're going to figure it out. But uh, let's get into uh, week uh, four. You know, let's break it down real quick, guys. We go do, we do our records every week, as we know. Last week, we all did uh, great. Damian, you and I went 12-3, and three, and we triple locked, man. All of our locks came through. Nikki, you had an awesome week as well, 11-4. and four. How, You know, just one game behind. And... I know that that last lock didn't come through. It's a little unfortunate, uh, you know, for me and you, as it was the 49ers. So, you know, I didn't appreciate that so much. Uh, not not, not your fault, but that's how it went down. So, um, yeah, so uh, that, that was the record for last week. And now we're going to get into the week four recap real quick over here. First was Baltimore, Washington, and it was the Battle of the Beltway. Got interrupted by flocks of wild ravens attacking D.C. So that's basically what happened in that game. <laughs> Damien, what do you got for Baltimore and Washington? Um, closer than expected. Yeah. Um, but, but results are the same. Exactly right. Yep. It was a 31-17 game. Two touch. Don't let it fool you, man. They, you know, they beat him down even more than that, no doubt. Nikki, what about you? What do you got for this game? Yeah, all right, all right. Well said, I like that. Well done. All right, let's move on to the next one. We got Denver versus the New York Jets, and all I can say is that all New York Jets flights have been canceled until further ado. They have to figure things out. <laughs> what do you say, Damien? Who knew a Bronco could run faster than a Jets could fly? Oh! Oh, oh, nice shot, man. Well done. <laughs> All right, hit him up, Nikki. I will be referring to the Jets by their newly anointed nickname in the tri-state area, Broadway Jokes. <laughs> yes, correct. That is that is very true. That is what it is right now. My gosh. A couple of jokes that were surprised with Minnesota and Houston who could have gone to the playoffs. They're both 0-3 going into the game, but... Somebody had to win. At least it wasn't a tie. So Minnesota won 31-23. What are you saying about this one, Nikki? Oh, I say sorry, Minnesota, but you are probably better off in the long run losing this one. <laughs> oh, maybe true. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, forget about the season and go for a top pick. You know, tank for Trevor. Maybe, maybe they should tank for Trevor. You're not kidding. What about you, Damien? It would be good if you still lost if they had your draft pick. Yeah, <laughs> that's well done. Yep, another reason why Bill O'Brien isn't there. 
Oh, man. Next, we had Cincinnati and Jacksonville. And all I got to say is congrats to Joe Burrow on his first win. That's all I want to say about that one. Damien, what do you got to say about Cincinnati getting their first win of the year against Jacksonville, 33-25? We see the execution of going clever for Trevor in the works. Okay, okay, okay. There we go. Shave off their mustaches, Jacksonville. Nikki, what do you got? No, okay. There you go. They had to get it done. It wasn't it wasn't easy. They held on to their lead. They did their thing. All right. Carolina, 31 over Arizona, 21. Damian, the Lone Ranger on that one. I say that the Panthers avoid extinction by feasting on little tiny red birds that fell all over the place. So they won that game uh, pretty handily. <laughs> Damien, what do you got to say about your Lone Ranger pick that you won? Arizona with the fool's gold. Mm. Now we're seeing the real Arizona. Mm. Maybe you're right, man. Maybe you're right. They get a week uh, a break against the Jets this week, but we'll see if it actually is a break with Joe Flacco in there. All right, Nikki, what about you? Bridgewater bursting Arizona's bubble. Ooh, okay. Okay. There you go. Good job. Good job. Yep, Arizona was looking great, and now going back down. Indy, Chicago. The Colts won 19-11 over the Bears. The Bears are just the worst three-in-one team in NFL history. I can't put it in any other way than that. So, Nikki, what do you think about this one? Uh, this Nick Foles offense has the personality of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Well done. All right, D, what's yours? It doesn't matter if it's Mitch or Nick. This offense. Oh, look at you. You are slick, bro. Look at you, man, pulling out the trick. Very good. All right. Uh, last, before we get to our Rewind 5 and uh, our games, that so we'll go through a little bit quicker today, and uh, so we want to get everything in. We have Green Bay in the Monday night game over Atlanta. They won 13-16. to I just say pack it up, pack it in. A-A-Ron gets another win, and that's how it went down for that game. Damien, what do you got for this one? Uh, put some respect on Aaron Rodgers' name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't fool yourself. He still can do what he's, he can do, man. All right, but Nikki, what do you got? Uh, so it looks like the Falcons' game plan was that they couldn't blow another lead if they never had it to begin with. Oh, hey, there you go. Well thought out. Very smart. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, let's keep going on with our week uh, four recap. Philadelphia beat the 49ers, San Fran at home. I can go on and on, but really everything I saw that I knew was in the first five minutes of the game. There was complete lack of execution, and Kyle Juszczyk, our fullback, and I said this already a couple of times, wide open on a third down play where maybe he wouldn't have scored because he's not the fastest guy in the world, but Mullins missed him by a good like five yards and overthrew him, and I knew from there we just weren't going to have our offense. We didn't. And the only other thing about that game, I'll say, guys, and I don't know how close you watched it, but Carson Wentz, while he did play a very good game, I mean, the Eagles got away with holding calls all day, and that really killed us. And that that was a destroyer because clearly they were holding. I was watching it, pulling jerseys, throwing guys on the floor. It, it was a bunch of BS. And, yeah, I don't want to blame everything on the referees. You know, the Niners should have played better. But, really, we got screwed in that department big time because we put the rush on every time because that offensive line for Philly is just terrible. So 
That's what I got to say about that game. I'm not freaked out about it. I think the 49ers, again, we're getting Jimmy G back and everybody. We're going to start flowing. It's going to start moving. We got Miami this week, and we'll talk about it later. Nikki, your Giants, they held in tough for a while in that game, and then a big play by Cooper Cup. Damn, because the defense looked good. Yeah, the defense looked good. My sentence for them was, Giants got 99 problems, and Aaron Donald wasn't the biggest one. And it's funny because I wrote that down as I was watching the game before we came up with our team of the week. So, uh, listen, I wish this team had the kind of fight in them that they that Golden Tate had when he was fighting <laughs> because he left his pregnant sister for a stripper. Like, can you get oh. like, What is up, man? What is up? Like, I can't. You know what? Danny Dimes, I'm trying with you. I am. This ain't Duke. I'm pack it up and pack it in. And I just want to really, really quickly, a lot of people are blaming Jason Garrett and the play calling. And I can't believe that I'm going to say this, but when he put in Dallas, he did call the plays. They had a top four offense. But hey, guess what? They also had talent, which this team doesn't really have. Mm -hmm. And you I know Jason Garrett, you know he wants to open up the field, but he can't keep Jones in the pocket, send Slayton deep, because Jones likes to hold on to the ball for too long, while waiting for the play to develop, Jones is going to feel the rush and get his head taken off, or fumble the ball away, so I get the Jason Garrett hate, but let's just think logically, this team sucks, the NFC sucks, some way, somehow, we're still two games behind, it is trash, throw it in the garbage, lay it on fire. You know what, Nikki, I, I hear you, and I think the big problem is with the execution of offense, they got to get him rolling out more to cut the field in half, so he doesn't have to make all these decisions right now, I think that he needs that, so that could be a problem that hopefully could get solved over there, we'll see. Uh, Damien, to your game right now, and then we'll get the Rewind 5 and Mount Play a Play in. Uh, New Orleans, 35-29. They held on and Breeze in a comeback game, if you want to say that. Yeah, uh, it was a great game to watch as a Saints fan. It started off kind of rough. Uh, Detroit went up 14-0. But we know under Matt Patricia, not going to hold on to the lead. So we didn't really get nervous <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Uh, we went on a 35-0 run after Detroit scored the first 14. I love the balance that we showed in this game. Um, Drew Brees did look better. He played with a chip on his shoulder. He seemed like he was angry about all the things that we as Saints fans and even national media has been saying about him being done, his arm being done. Um, he did go down the field. Now, he's not going to have the 50-yard, 60-yard bombs like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Matt Mahomes. But the fact that he's challenging down the field at 25, 30 yards changes everything. It makes the defense have to defend downfield, which opens up those underneath rounds that we love so much. We saw that working in that game. But I missed the balance. We had 19 carries from Alvin Kamara, 14 from Latavius Murray. I think that's the key for us is to be balanced on offense. Uh, defensively, we played aggressive. I felt like we brought pressure to Matthew Stafford. And we also, our secondary played aggressive. We were missing a lot of players on defense. And I thought for sure that it would be a shootout. And Detroit did score late to make it seem closer than it was. But right. we had control of the game for the most part. And it was a good performance to build off of for the Saints. Yeah, and I, th- I think that, uh, you know, Latavius Murray, like you said, is such a b- I actually played him this week in fantasy and got lucky with 20 fantasy points. But um, 
the thing about him is that, you know, yeah, you don't want Alvin Kamara running, uh, Kamara, excuse me, running up the middle all the time. You know, you want to use him in different situations. So having Murray being able to run that ball is huge, no doubt. So let's see. Saints back on track, two and two. Niners, two and two. Giants, uh, I won't even say it. So rewind five. (laughs) (laughs) Rewind five. Bucks and Chargers. The Chargers took the lead early in this game. Brady interception, which... Wasn't as bad as people think. It was a great play by the corner, but nevertheless, it did happen. And Herbert, obviously playing in this game. So the youngest versus the oldest, the biggest gap uh, wide range in, in age and history in this game. They won 38-31. But to me, I saw a classic Brady, all right, at come out. And I saw a lot of Herbert that I really liked. He definitely made rookie mistakes, Damian. But... Brady being able to put up that 38 points, even without Godwin there, and then O.J. Howard getting hurt, showed me that he's getting more in tune with the offense, and him and Bruce Arians are really working together. Yeah, no, you definitely got to like what you saw from Tampa in that comeback. Uh, when they got down by that much, the fact that you have the veteran presence there of Tom Brady, let you know not to panic. Um, but like you mentioned, Justin Herbert did do some good things. I know that they reported that Tyrod Taylor should get his job back when he comes back. I don't think he should. It's unfortunate the way that he lost his starting yeah. job. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but Justin Herbert has shown that his upside is higher than Tyrod Taylor's. I like Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback. I think he could be a winning quarterback in the right situation. Um, but your future is, is Herbert. There's a reason you drafted him number six overall. His upside is amazing. We see the arm strength and athleticism there. Um, of course, you're going to make the rookie mistakes, like you said, but you have to play to get those out the way. And I think you should go ahead and keep them in there because we see the potential already. And with Tampa Bay, they're showing themselves to be one of the best teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, they can work on some things, which throughout the year, normally defenses do get better as the year goes along, as the weather gets colder and the ball gets a little harder. That's when defenses tend to take advantage. I think Tampa Bay will be a team to reckon with in the NFC. And the Chargers, for the Chargers, the future is now with Herbert. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, you know, it's not even about Tyrod Taylor at this point, unfortunately. It really is so unfortunate for him because he had a shot and knew it was just like a stopgap for a while. But yeah, now that Herbert's been in there for two games, you have to play him, Nikki, and that's the way it's going. So your takeaways quick from this game before we move on to our next one. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys basically said it. You got to stick with Herbert now. You can't, you can't go backwards, right? Let he's going to be fine. Let the growing pains play out. This team will be fine. Unfortunately, you can't activate meltdown mode uh, against Tom Brady because Brady was showing baby Herbert who was boss. So they will be all right. But I think that you can't, uh, you can't go backwards. Keep going. Charge forward, Chargers. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Yep. Got to see what you got. A lot of weapons out there. Keenan Allen's like what he's seen from him, so we shall see. A game that I did see a lot this weekend was Seattle versus Miami, living down here in South Florida. So I paid attention, and yeah, while Seattle had control of that game for the most part, Miami's a tough team. They hung in there. It was 31-23. Seattle beat them by more than that, you would think, Um, but you know what, guys? I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. This guy will do anything to win a freaking game. It's unbelievable, and I know that his time is pretty much done there. You know, two is going to be coming in like any second now. So, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I just got to say, well, what more of a teammate that you want? He's been on eight teams, and everybody's loved him, but he throws his 58-year-old body out there like like it's nothing, and he gives it up. And I'm just very impressed with him, but Seattle comes away with the win and stays undefeated, Damian. Yeah, no, it was a good game. 
Like you mentioned, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a very beloved teammate, but I do think it is two a time. Yeah. One and three. You have a team that is good. I've said this before about Miami. I believe they are a good team that's run into a very hard schedule. When you think about New England, think about Seattle. They've had teams here that is they're not supposed to be, right? But they've given them tough, tough games. Uh, even in the New England game, it was a game that wasn't easy for New England to win. They had to really execute well and pull away at the end to win that game. So Miami definitely has a well-coached team there. And you can see that in everything that they do. Uh, Russell Wilson, again, showing why he's in the front of the MVP race. Maybe not the front. You know, Aaron Rodgers got some things to say about that. But, <laughs> but Russell Wilson is definitely there in the picture when it comes to the MVP for a reason. Definitely a monster. Metcalf, Moore. They're starting to gel with all the weapons on the offense. So Seattle's definitely in the picture, and the NFC is one of the best teams. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're looking great. Nikki, uh, you know, our boy Russell Wilson doing it again over there. What do you think? My boy Russ was cooking again. Sure was. he got some help in the kitchen because Shaquille Griffin was serving up dessert for everybody. Nice. He held the deal with the uh, broke up a potential TD pass and then intercepted. It's not so magic. But, yeah, no, if it's magic, he's like the ultimate journeyman, right? So you got to have love for him. But, yeah, I'm with you. It is two a time. Let's see what the kids got. Throw all the kids in. Let's go. Let's see what they got. Yeah. Haskins, you're done. Right. Miami's not going to the playoffs this year. We all know that they're rebuilding. But they could be next year. Let's see. So you got to see what you got out of two, and no doubt. Um, third game in Rewind 5, moving it along. Buffalo 30-23 to over the Las Vegas Raiders. They always seem to try to hang in. But what I learned more about this game than anything, Damien, is that the Bills are really learning how to win games at the end, where they have been really sloppy at times. And they kind of are in some ways, but they still manage to get the job done, and they're undefeated as a result. Yeah, no, they're learning how to win on the fly. Um, they definitely grew some last year in making that playoff appearance, and I think we're continuing to see that growth now. And, of course, the Josh Allen, it's the quantum league. Yep. <laughs> sure we're is. continuing to see with him. He's making those strides forward. Him and Stephon Diggs will definitely have a good relationship there and a good chemistry. That defense, I love how they adjusted. Um, the Rams were able to run on them very well week prior in that crazy comeback game. And in this game, you would think Vegas would be able to run because that's one of their strengths is running the football, and they were not able to do it in the way that you would think they'd be able to. So I love the adjustment from week to week by the Bills, and that's the sign of a winning team. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense. Nikki, what do you got to add to that? Josh Allen reminds me and looks like – a 2020 version of Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. That's the kind of vibe I'm kind of getting from him and now watching him more and more. Um, that's who he reminds me of. So I think we got a baby bed on our hands. Uh, the Bills starting 4-0, first time in 12 years. If that defense can get it together a little bit more, they probably could run away with the division. Yeah, I'm surprised that their defense hasn't held teams down a little bit more, but I think they'll progress and get better throughout the season. So that's even more scary when you consider what they're doing on offense right now. So stay healthy, Buffalo, and they'll be in really good shape. Next one we got is Kansas City, 26-10 over New England. And, uh, you know, there's a lot that we can go with, but, you know, we don't, you know, with time and everything restrictions, we want to make sure that we just get to the meat of everything. And guys, I just want to say that this game was so well coached by Bill Belichick. 
unbelievable and you knew you weren't getting any offense and the way that he was able to for the most part hold down Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey to an extent you know there's only so much you can do so many weapons over there but Belichick really held them to more like uh you know 17 or 18 points after that interception by Tyron Matthew Damien so I was impressed by that but Kansas City still Kansas City yeah no it was an impressive game for New England though New England definitely showed that they are amongst those best teams, even at two and two. They're one of the best teams in the AFC. You mentioned how great that defense was and confusing Mahomes, playing zone at the right time, playing man at the right time. Um, I saw that their secondary was switching opponent. Like it was like almost like basketball when a pick is set, you switch. Yeah, You're doing that in the secondary with wide receivers. Yep, which be easier to guard wide receivers because you try to guard them one on one and they have time. It's impossible because how fast they are, but if you're able to switch them off, say they're doing like a post route, and you switch them off to guys in the middle, and you go and stick the out route. It's amazing what they're able to do on defense. Love what I saw. Did not love what I saw from Brian Hoyer. The, the play where he had the lost fumble, the defensive end comes around, touches him first. Like he, he, oh, he passes him up, touches him on the right arm, and then comes back and is still able to make the fumble. At that point, once you feel him touch you, doesn't something in your head say, hey, let me get rid of the ball? Or, <laughs> if I can't, right. If I, can't get, if I can't get rid of the ball, let me protect it because I know I'm about to get sacked. Like, your awareness has to say something at that point. You have to feel that. Like, like literally feel him touch you, not just him being around you. So I see why Brian Hurd got substituted out. Uh, with Stenham, you mentioned one of the interceptions wasn't his fault. Edelman kind of fell asleep on that play. And the ball went straight through his hands to Matthew. Uh, so I think if Cam's not able to play, I think they should go with Stenham. I'm not saying that he's the best QB in the world. And the fact that people were saying it was going to be a QB competition between Cam Newton and the rest of the quarterbacks was hilarious. Yeah, right. Um, right. <laughs> you can definitely see the big difference there. But Kansas City is still, you know, Super Bowl champs. But New England is not far behind, especially if they have Cam Newton if they do meet each other again in the playoffs. Yeah, let's hope with Stephon Gilmore and Cam Newton. Hopefully others won't be coming out with cases. But, God, we'll see what happens. Uh, Nikki, your thoughts on that before we get to our last Rewind 5? Bill Belichick, man. Yeah. This guy's always got an answer, right? He like, really does. He is just a genius. He's always got an answer. And I would go as far to say with the coaching and that team, if Cam was playing quarterback, that just might have been enough to push them over the edge to win. You know what? I, I, I kind of agree. And Kansas City got away with a lot of breaks in that game. I mean, they really did. We can we can really go into that. The one Patrick Mahomes, whether you want to call it a fumble or an interception, they got totally screwed over New England. Oh I, I mean, unbelievable. There was a couple others there where they got really lucky. Uh, Devin McCourty almost picked off a ball or Jason McCourty was in great coverage. So, yeah, they got away with some stuff there, really. Unbelievable defensive game. Uh, all right, let's get into Cleveland-Dallas before our uh, first segment over here. 49-38, to 38, and I'm a, a little t- I'm going to give myself a tiny pat on the back because they haven't played the greatest team so far, Cleveland, but they are 3-1, and one, and you guys know that this is the first time I've ever thought that Cleveland was going to do well. But, again, it was against Dallas, who – should be 0-4. I mean, that division is terrible. It was an exciting game, but pathetic at the same time. But OBJ may have arrived, and that could jolt this team, Nikki, I think, to another level. Yeah, no, it was the kind of game where I want to 
to just sob in my Doritos because oh. I'm like, wow, okay, Beckham went off. Gettleman signed. Oh, we, we didn't sign him to trade him. Okay. But really, I, you know, I only got one thing to say about this game. Cowboys Nation. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Okay, you guys suck too. You haven't done shit since the starter jackets, okay, in the 90s. Sit down and relax. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's great. D, what do you got for this one? We got uh, less than a minute. <laughs> you ain't like, kidding. The fact that they're just getting pushed around like this. You have a team score 49 when a quarterback threw for under 200 yards. Because Mason only threw for 100 yards in the game. And they just stopped over. They just ran over you. Literally just ran the ball over you. And even Odell Beckham got in the act with a 50-yard run. So that was just pure dominance. So Marcus Spears, former Cowboy who works for ESPN, said that they got their man that taken from him. Yep. <laughs> that's definitely a very accurate description there. Like when you have a team just run over you in that way, without even their main running back being there, that's that's something that you have to be ashamed of. So Cowboys Nation, sit down. Like yeah. Yeah. Grab a yeah, seat, guys. Jacket on, sit down. Exactly. Exactly. And now you're hearing that from the third and three podcast again, presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by Anchor Radio. We'll be back in 60 seconds, guys. Get ready for Mount Player Player. What? What? You know you love that hot stuff right there. Third and three podcast coming in. Jay-Z day over here on third and three podcast. This is Nikki's song. And hey, it's pretty much all our songs. We love Jay-Z. I went to Reasonable Doubt. She's moving it up a little bit in later years. We'll see what Damien's got after that. Having a lot of fun over here. This is NFL all day. You know what it is. So here we go. Third and three podcast. Back in action, doing our thing. We are ready for Mount Player Player as we're looking ahead to week four in a little bit. We got our freaky fantasy football draft. Knowledge with Nikki. You guys don't want to go anywhere. So check it out. Here we go. Mount Player Player. Here's what we got the theme this week, guys. We're going to do our top four teams because we're a quarter way through the season. To me, it doesn't seem so clear, cut, and dry as to who the top four teams are. I think you can go in a few different directions depending on what your criteria are. So kind of thought that would be a good one. So we're going to go round robin style. We're going to go from all our four teams. Then we'll name our three, our twos, and our ones. Of course, we don't know what each other's got. So let's find out. Nikki, would you like to start it off with your number four team? Sure. All right. I am going to kick it off my number four the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Good one. Um, jokes on us, guys, because everybody, us, 
mainstream sports media. I mean, we gave this team hell for not drafting, like, a wide receiver. Oh, Aaron Rodgers needs help. Oh, my God, what's he going to do? He's going to carry this whole team on his back. So, it turns out, it didn't really matter, right? Um, they got that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, and he just continues to make it happen. I don't know how, but that is just how bad he is in a good way. So, joke's on us. I got Green Bay at number four for the time being. I think that's a very fine pick right there. Very fine. Damien, what's your number four? My number four, I have to go with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Um, they have a great team chemistry. They're working their complimentary football, like we talked about earlier. Their defense improving. I think that, like you said, it will improve as the year goes along because they were so good last year. Josh Allen taking that quantum leak. Quantum leap, excuse me, how we, like we mentioned, and Stephon Diggs being able to help on the offensive side. And Singletary is a very good back as well. So they have that balance on the offensive side and defensive side. The only reason I don't have them higher is that the teams I have higher on my list have quarterbacks I can trust a little bit more. As much as I love Josh Allen, the other quarterbacks are proven when it comes to these situations of being top teams. So I have to build the number four. I think that's pretty well said right there, and it does come down to the quarterback a lot, obviously, and that's why you see Aaron Rodgers continuously taking teams that should not be in the NFC Championship there, so that makes a lot of sense. Totally understand that one. All right, my number four team is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know that there are six undefeated teams as of now. Tennessee, I know, hasn't played a ga- uh, not played one of the games, but... To me, Tampa Bay is putting it together, and the fact that they're putting it together this early, and I know the defense is better than what happened last week. It was one of those kind of fluky games. I think the Buccaneers have everything you need. They just got to obviously get healthy. And Tom Brady, look, that was one of his games last week where they were down, but he rallied the team back, and that just goes to show you that they can come back. They can maintain a lead. We're going to see what they do on a short week and Thursday uh, night against the uh, the Bears, but I like the Bucks as my number four team. So let's get to number three. Nikki, what do you got at three? I got my boy, of course, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks at number three. But, of course, it is a team sport, and it's not just all Russell, even though he is playing at an elite level. Their run game is picking up. They're starting to click. But that defense, all right, has given up. 434 passing yards to Atlanta, 397 to New England, and 461 to Dallas. This defense has a lot of talent, so I don't think they should really be getting gashed like that. It concerns me a little bit, so that's why I don't have them any higher. If the defense is better, I'd probably bump them to two. I totally understand what you're saying. I really do. And, you know, spoiler alert, they're not in my top four for that exact reason. So I'll agree with you there. Uh, Damien, what's your number three? Okay, um, okay. The reason I don't have him higher is exactly because of what Nikki said. That defense is very shaky. Um, and they ain't giving up a lot of yards. And it hasn't been, been, don't break, it's been break. And hope not to break any bones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been any bending. So, but Russell Wilson is showing this year, and you're putting more trust in him. There was a report that even in the Miami game that the headset wasn't working. And he pretty much was calling the plays for the offense uh, and late in the game there. So they know that he has everything under control. They can trust him in any situation. Their offense is gelling greatly. 
Uh, hopefully, when Jamal Adams comes back, they can help the defense out and they can gel that up. But for right now, I can't put him in the top two. Yeah, well, another reason why Russell Wilson deserves that much more credit because he's got to take, you know, not such a great defense, obviously, right now, and he's got to put the team on his back. My number three team is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you had spoke about them already, Nikki, and um, – yeah, look, uh, Buffalo, I'm I'm high on, obviously, why, why not? The quantum leap, like we've been talking about, and the defense I know is going to get better. Uh, like, Look, we all mentioned it uh, in the beginning of the year. The defenses are going to be sloppy in the beginning, except for the exceptional teams. But even them are still giving up uh, points. So I believe, again, they'll get better. And, again, they're learning how to win. So the Bills are my number three team going on to number two. Nikki, take it away. Number two. Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. All right, just because they lost to the Super Bowl champions, like I hold firm that, you know, that's not any reason to cause panic or drop them down in power rankings. Look, they rebounded this past week as they should have, right? Because Washington is a lesser team. They should have rebounded, and they did. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and that run game are a force to be reckoned with when they are clicking. And most of the time, they are always clicking. Um, I know Hollywood's coming off that foot injury, still got some work to do before coming, um, you know, a true number one, but I think he gets there. It had some defensive struggles, but again, nothing that I think would be too concerning to drop them any lower at this point than number two. I think that's a great point, number one, that you make about Kansas City. If, if you lose to the best team in football, okay, you know, hopefully you come back around and maybe next time, so... Yeah, that's hard, that's hard to hold against him. That's a great point, Nikki. I like that a lot. All right, what's your number two, Damian? My number two is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I understand that their defense leaves something to be desired at times. Um, but offensively, running the ball, Aaron Jones has been an absolute monster um, this year. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you guys saw the clip from the Pack, uh, McAfee show where – you said a down years for me are career years for yep. other quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, and I'll think, okay, talk your ish, Aaron. Talk yeah, your ish. He is, man. <laughs> and he can. He could back it up. <laughs> um, he was absolutely right. You know, his down years involved, you know, 26 touchdowns and like four interceptions. Like people, other quarterbacks would love to have that touchdown interception ratio, that completion percentage that he has in his down years. And this year has been an up year for him. And he may just be somebody who can – Challenge, if not pass, Russell Wilson on the MVP debate. But I know that's something that Nikki would want to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, uh, I got I got the Packers at two also for all these reasons. And I have to admit, I never thought that there was a problem with the talent or Aaron Rodgers. I thought there was going to be friction. But it appears that Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers have come to some sort of an understanding and Rodgers is smiling all over the place. He's got backups out there. This guy, Robert, I don't even know his last name, catching three touchdowns uh, the other night. So, I mean, look, the Packers are doing it. They're doing it on defense also. Yeah, they've let up a few points here and there. But they held down Atlanta, who is a high-scoring offense usually. They held them down. So, Green Bay, I am all about um, the friction's not there that I thought that was going to be, at least not right now. So, Rodgers at the top of his game. Aaron Jones, incredible. Jamal Williams, when they bring him in, we'll see if A.J. Dillon will even come, you know. And again, Devontae Adams and Lazard haven't even been there, <laughs> and he's still doing all this. So Packers all the way. We're up to number one, guys, and I guess it would baffle the hell out of me if we all had different ones over here. But 
let's see. Nikki, <laughs> what's your number one? Like I would go rogue and pick the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your style at all. You never know with me. But I'm not, you know, I'm not that crazy. I have the Chiefs as number one. No, ain't no one stopping them. Who's stopping them? Bill Belichick came close. But, you know, other than that, I mean, we thought maybe the Ravens could stop them. Uh, that didn't work out too well. Nope. Um, and we should have known when we all picked the Ravens to beat them, you know, that that wasn't going to work out. <laughs> yeah. But um, look, this offense is just, I mean, they are just nasty. And I'm talking like Miss Janet Jackson nasty. All right. <laughs> so, even if it's does happen to beat them. Uh, listen, the Chiefs are still number one to me. Until I see somebody really come for them, I, I can't drop them at all. That's You're exactly right. Look, they are the champions. They haven't lost yet. They beat Baltimore. They beat New England, even though I know they were on demand. That's fine. But you know what? They are the Kansas City Chiefs, and they are the Super Bowl champions, and they are here again. And Patrick Mahomes, Damian, obviously looks every bit as good as he ever did. And Chris Jones didn't even play the other night, and he's probably their best defender, him and Tyron Matthew. Matthew is unbelievable. What a, you know, what a honey badger he is. So, hey, there you go. Look, we all got the Chiefs number one. The Packers, obviously, big time in the mix. The Bills, the same. I got the Bucks in there. They got the Seahawks. So we're all riding on the same over here. A lot of MVPs out there. Even Josh Allen, we're talking about. All these guys are MVP candidates. So there's Mount Player top four teams for this week as we head into week five. We got Knowledge with Nikki Time, one of my favorite segments of all time. Let's get this bad boy rolling and going. It is time to do it, Damien. Are you ready? All right, that's the intro song for It Is Knowledge with Nikki Time. We never know what's going to come out. It ain't all football, guys, that's for sure. So we're going to find out real soon what we got. Nikki, it is your show. What do you got for us today? Well, lucky for you guys, it is all football. Oh, okay. I was thinking, you know when you you 
chapters, like you got to test on chapters one through thirteen. So we're gonna do chapters one through four. So I hope you guys studied. Uh oh. We got four questions each, kind of recapping the first four weeks of the NFL season. Oh boy! All right. Oh, I, I, this is a disadvantage for the old man over here with Damien's young mind, but. I'll do my best. All right, Nikki. Uh, I think it's my turn to go first, right, guys? I believe so. All right. Well, here we go. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. Through week four, there are four teams with 13 sacks on the season. Can you name those four teams? Hmm. Wow. Four, 13 sacks, four teams. Hmm. This is going to be tough. Uh, I hope I don't miss even the first one. That would be terrible. But I would say Baltimore's one. No. Baltimore's not even in there? Oh, God. They're not one of the four. Then, then you know what, Damien? Go for it, bro. Just take a steal, man. Yeah, because they only played three games. I was thinking of them also, but they only played the three games. Oh yeah, that's true. All right, hold on. So really quick before before we before we do this again, the question was thirteen sacks, four teams. Um, who's got a lot of sacks so far? I'm thinking that I'm thinking that the that the Patriots got to be in there, huh? Or the Bills? Nope. Oh my gosh! Well, who are they? Do you want to try for one, two, three? Four? Uh, maybe I'm trying to think over the games where teams have had a lot of sacks. Oh, the Washington Football Team. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. one. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Because okay. uh, yeah, they had that crazy week one. Um, Eight okay. sacks against Philly. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, that's all I can think of right now. They have to give me a bit more. All right. The other three are the 49ers, the Jags, and the Broncos. Ah, uh, okay. All right. All right. The Jags, I wouldn't have got, that's for sure. I'll tell you that right away. But uh, Broncos and Niners, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Ready for two. Ready for two. All right. So, next-gen stats measures the longest tackle by actual distance in yards a defender a defender covered on a play to make a tackle. Can you tell me who had the longest tackle in week three and how many yards? So it's an individual who ran the furthest to make a tackle in week three? Actual distance in yards a defender covered on a play to make a tackle. Yes. All right, defender running long distance to make a tackle. Um, week three, I feel like I should know this. I'm gonna go with who was covering him. Ah, uh, no, Tavon Diggs. No. No. Okay. I will guess uh, Stephon Gilmore. 
No. It is a cornerback if you guys want to try again. Yeah, who did I say? I said a cornerback, didn't I? Oh, did you? I, th- I think I said a cornerback. Nah, give it to us. Who is it? It is PJ Williams, the Saints cornerback. Ooh. 59.5 yards. Ooh. Oh, I remember that play. Oh. <laughs> Tough one. <laughs> All right. All right. Good questions, Nikki. All right. I'm ready for three. I think I'm going to get this one. I have a good feeling. Oh my goodness. Um, is this like can I get an offensive defensive stat or I just gotta go for just go for it? Just go for it. All right. So Washington, the Vikings, and the Bills are all tied for a specific stat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna say Wow, this is so tough. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say pass is defended. No, Damien, you wanna try to steal? Uh, I was thinking in that same direction. I was gonna go with interceptions. No, it is lowest field goal percentage. Hmm. Okay, uh, that would have taken some thought. All right, all right. Um, I thought I felt good about that, but okay. <laughs> I got one more for you, Jay. You want it? Or of no? course, I want it. You kidding me? Bring all it right, on. All right, all right, all right. Okay. The fastest sack is measured by the amount of time that elapses from the moment the ball is snapped to the moment a defender sacks the quarterback. Through four weeks, no one has topped this player for fastest sack at 2.26 seconds. Who is it? Um, Tyron Matthew? No. Damn it. Damien, you want to try? I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. Vince Williams. Blitzburg. Yeah, that makes sense. Ah, yeah, 0 for 4 on that. I was thinking Aaron Donald going through the middle. Quarterback is not knowing he's there already. Yeah, he's always double, triple teamed. Oh, boy. All right, well, let's get to Damien's, and hopefully I can steal one. <laughs> Well, the guy who popped in my mind was Derek Carr. No, it is Teddy Bridgewater. Really? Oh, okay. Okay. Teddy. All right. Good way to go, Bridgewater. All right, Number two. Okay. Through the first four weeks of the season, this running back ranks the lowest with just one receiving yard. Who is that running back? Wow. Running back, but only one receiving yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would only have one receiving? I'll give him a point if someone. 
someone can at least get the team. Um, I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift from the Lions. No. Okay. What, what was the question again? Running back. This running back ranks the lowest with just one receiving yard. Right. Okay. Um... Ezekiel Elliott? No. Hmm. Ryan Null with Chicago Bears. Oof. Uh, Tough one. I, was, I went with DeAndre Swift because I figured he'll stop passing the ball after he dropped that game winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. Damien, you still gonna? Is he still taking a shot? No, you guys still taking. Trying to think logically. Uh, are the Bears one? No. Are the Giants one? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I well, I'm all for two, so I don't even deserve. Even if I named them all four right now, I don't deserve even a half a point. So wow, two teams, right. two rushing TDs. Some of those are pretty surprising, though. Okay, wow, shoot. Was that question three okay. or four? Last one. Last one? All right. Yeah. All right. Who was the week four next-gen stat fastest speed of 21.68 miles per hour on any given play? Wow, week four. What was the question? Oh, I, I got you. Okay. 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 So week four. Uh, week. It was in week four. So it happened in week four. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess and say James Robinson. Michael Davis, the Chargers cornerback. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. We did. 
We did. We really did. Well, if we would have known it ahead of time, then maybe we would have had a shot. But no, can't can't knock the questions. Can only compliment them. And Amy and I, we're gonna really actually have to really start studying. I think for this thing. <laughs> no, no, of course not. We got to keep it real. We got to keep it real over here. We always do on the third and three podcast. No, not a damn thing. Like we say, it's just the topics. We know what we know what's up. So, all right, that was another episode of Knowledge with Nikki. That was tough over there. We had our Mount Player player. We're going to come back with our freaky fantasy football draft. Tell you what happened last week real quick. This should be a lot of fun. We're actually going to mix it up a little bit, guys. Uh, like uh, we were talking about off air a couple of days ago, um, saying, why don't we do, uh, instead of just going like quarterback, running back, wide receiver, we can pick whoever we want, including obviously the defense first. So that's how we're going to do it with our freaky fantasy football draft. We're going to give you our week five picks, our high fives. So stay tuned for all that as the third and three podcast is coming back. Jason, Damian, and Nikki with you as always on Wednesday evenings. We're rocking and rolling. Be back in 30 seconds. Hang in there. Most incredible, baby. Yeah, Jigga Man doing his thing over here as we are on the third and three podcast. Damian, Nikki, and myself, Jason Fearman, in the house. We'll give you our Twitter handles later and all that good stuff. But it is time to get into freaky fantasy football draft. Love this stuff. We have a lot of fun. It's absolutely awesome. So we're going to do our draft. We got our quarterbacks, our running backs, our wide receivers, our defense. Again, once we pick a player, we cannot use that player again. So, last week, I won. I'm happy. I'll gloat. Not at all. I won. But I had Joe Barrow, Alvin Kamara, Amari Cooper, and the Rams defense came through for me. Nikki had Deshaun Watson. Melvin Gordon had a great game. Gallup was the only disappointment. And you had the 49ers defense. Ravens defense did great for you also, uh, Damian. Brandon Ayuk was off to a hot start. Aaron Jones had a great game. Just unfortunately, Goff didn't get the numbers that me and you both thought that he would because I was even thinking of taking him. So um, that's the order right there for this week as we keep basically switching off weeks winning. It's been a hell of a lot of fun, and we're going to keep rocking and rolling with this thing. So this week, Damian is going to go first. And again, he can pick quarterback, wide receiver, uh, defense, running back, whatever he wants first. But again, once we use that player, we cannot use him again. So Damian. We are ready for your first pick, whatever position you want. Let's do it. All right, so I'm going to start with a defense. Uh, one time I won, it was because of my defense, so I'm going to go that route. And you know my strategy. Who was playing Washington? And I don't care that Haskins isn't starting because I don't trust Kyle Allen either. So I'm going with the Rams defense against Washington. Rams defense has been doing great so far, no doubt. I got them in fantasy. They're they're. You know, they're pretty solid right there. So that's a good pick. All right. He went defense first. Very interesting. All right. Let's see what his strategy is. Nikki, your pick. My pick. I will go wide receiver first. And I am going to take 
Tyler Lockett against the Minnesota defense that has allowed the fifth most fantasy points to receivers. Mm, very, very sneaky. I had him on my list. I'm not going to lie. That was a sneaky one right there, but well done. Well done. Okay. Uh, my turn. So I'm going to have two picks right here. One of them is going to be wide receiver Keenan Allen. Now with Justin Herbert in love with him over there in the Chargers. I know you don't like to hear that going against the Saints this Monday night football, but I'm going to take Keenan Allen <laughs> for my wide receiver this week. Um, yeah, he's playing hot and happy right now. So my next pick, um, I got a lot of good quarterbacks left. Um but I think I'm going to go defense, and I, you know, I, I hope they play. Everything seems right. I'm going to go with the Steelers' defense over the Eagles. We're talking about the def- best defensive line probably against the worst offensive line. So I'm going to go Sac City for the Steelers. Blitzburg all the way. So I'll take them with my number two pick, which brings us to Nikki and her number two pick. Two pick. All right. I am going to go with my running back. And I am going to go Mike Davis with Carolina. They're up against Atlanta this week. Mm. The Falcons have allowed four running backs to score at least 19 points um, and second in allowing receptions to running backs. So I think I like my chances here. That's a solid pick. Yeah, Damien, I like that solid. Yeah, when you're going up against Atlanta, just, you know, play, play your offense, play you guys. All right. All right, D gets the wraparound over here. He's got quarterback, running back, and wide receiver left. Let's see which two he goes with. All right, so I'm going to go with a combo platter. Ooh. So, oh, I'm right now. <laughs> For my quarterback, I'm going to go with the guy who's getting all the yards but no wins, Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sorry, Nikki. I think he feasts on the Giants this week, and I think he feasts on them by throwing to CD Lamb. So I'm going with that and CD Lamb this week. Darn you guys! It's another one of my wide receivers I had on my list over there, but I did pick Keenan Allen. So all right, pretty good. I'm definitely agreeing with you guys' picks. I like them a lot, Nikki. Uh, you got quarterback and defense left. Which one are you gonna go? Oh no, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh no, yeah, yeah you got you two picks in Damian. I'm sorry. Yes, Nikki, you're up for. Either quarterback or um, or defense. My quarterback, I, I think I need to have a strong bounce back this week, and so does Kyler Murray because he's playing against the Jets. Okay, okay. Yep, he did pretty well for me when I had him. Very nice. All right, so I got my last two over here. I got quarterback, running back. Let's see what Jay's going to do over here. Um, my running back? <sighs> Who's Jacksonville playing this week? Jacksonville's playing, uh, hold on, the Texans, who have been a little bit. You know what? I'm going to go James Robinson because the Texans have been the, like the fifth or sixth worst defense against the run this, this year. So I'm going to go James Robinson, which is a kind of out of the box sort of pick for the, uh, Wash, excuse me, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But he's their guy. So let's see if he could do his thing. My quarterback. Uh, you know, I haven't, there are certain guys I haven't used, but then again, there are certain games we don't know that are going to be played necessarily, but, um, this game I know is going to be played and I have their defense and I'm going to take their quarterback. I'm going to go big Ben in a nice week off and a comeback game going against Philadelphia. Uh, it's in Pittsburgh. So I think that big Ben is going to have himself a nice day 
along with uh, some of his other teammates over there. So that's my team. We'll run through the exact teams again. But, Nikki, down to your defense. Who do you got? Yes, I'm also going to double up and do a combo platter, uh, probably of the Southwest version, since I am going to take Arizona's defense against the Jets. Okay. So, that makes sense. That's another one of our, our cardinal rules. No pun intended right there. Yeah. yeah t- take his play in the Jets. Well, somebody like, now I'm hungry, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. All right, D, you got the last pick, and it will be your running back. So for my running back, I'm going to take Clyde Edwards-Alaire mm. against Vegas. I think that's such a great pick right there. Another running back I had on my list that I wanted to pick. But I was going to pick him this week, too. I'm not kidding. I, I like your team a lot, Dak. You got Clyde edwards Slayer. I'm calling him like Mr. Red because he's like built like a horse. He runs like a horse. So I'm going to call him Mr. Red. Clyde. You have to. Yeah, you got to do something. You know, you doubled up with C.D. Lamb and you got the Rams defense. Nikki, Kyla Murray, Mike Davis. I think that's a solid pick. Tyler Lockett, love it. Arizona against the Jets, who Joe Flacco, whatever. And I got Big Ben. I got James Robinson. I know it's kind of out of the box, but Texans not great against the run. Keenan Allen on Monday night and the Steelers also should get me a lot of sacks, I'm hoping. And uh, that's my defense. And those are our teams for week five. We'll come back next week and see who wins that. So we got that down, our freaky fantasy football draft. I love it. It's awesome. We went through our scores from last week. And now we are ready to get into some week five picks, guys. So I am down for this. It's not, again, the greatest, uh, you know, week five schedule out there. And again, we're, we may have two, uh, four teams that don't play two games. Very possible with Tennessee coming out with another COVID test this morning, this Wednesday morning. Uh, the Patriots, we don't know what's going to happen with them. The it, This is, you know, very, very rough right now. But we're going to pick them all and hopefully they they all play and safely. So we'll see what's going on and we'll get into COVID more. Uh, in other shows, obviously. But the first one, we got Thursday night, guys. Bucks bears All right. That's a very interesting game. Uh, it's in Chicago. Tom Brady coming in. He can deal with the cold, Damian. What do you think is going to happen? I think Tampa Bay further exposes how fraudulent the 3-1 and one Bears are. Tampa Bay 28-16. Tampa Bay 28-16. to All right. Let me make sure I get these down correctly. Nikki, what do you think about this game? Chicago 20. Okay. All right. Well, all three of us are on the Bucks and uh, having some similar scores out there. I got them 24-16 this Thursday night. Um, if it wasn't a short week, I think they do a little bit better. It's in Chicago. I don't know how much that helps them. I guess worst 3-1 team of all time. Moving on to the Rams and the Washington football team. Guys, I'm going to take it first and surprise the hell out of you. This is one of those games where I think it's not because of Kyle Allen necessarily. I, th- I think that this team is going to get a win. It's going to be sloppy. I don't know why the Rams are going to play a bad game, you know, in DC, but I got the Washington football team in a total upset over here, 20 to 17. I think they're going to be really rough on defense. And now Kyle Allen, yeah, he's coming in. Terry McLaurin is a killer on offense uh, as wide receiver. And Antonio Gibson is turning into a pretty darn good running back. So if they have a good week of practice, I think the Washington football team can actually really upset the Rams over here, Damian. What do you think? 
I'm not mad at the upset pick. I do have this game close, but I have the Rams winning 20 to 13. Rams, okay. So Rams 20 to 13. And uh, all right, so Nikki, what do you say? You going with the uh, underdog or the favorite? No, I'm going with the favorite. I think the Rams are psyched to play another NFC East team. I got <laughs> Rams 24, Washington 14. Love it, love it. All right, our next one is uh, the battle in Pittsburgh as the Eagles take on the Steelers. It will be uh, at Steelers. Uh, Damien, why don't you tell us what you think about this one? Uh, this one, I got Pittsburgh winning pretty easily over the injury-riddled Philadelphia Eagles, 27 to 14, and you can lock it in. All right, there we go. Right. First lock. First lock. All right, very interesting. All right, I don't know, Nikki. Can the Eagles uh, do what they did to the Niners and shock the Steelers, or are you going with Pitt? I hate this game, just all around. I hate this game. <laughs> but give me. <laughs> All right. We got another lock in there. Excellent. All right, guys. I also have the Steelers winning this game. It's not a lock for me, but I have them winning uh, by a touchdown, and it could be even worse. It could be a late Philly touchdown that puts them in this game. So I like the Steelers comfortably. Maybe I should have locked it in. The next game, let's see if anybody locks this one in, is the Cardinals travel cross-country to the New York Jets. I don't know if that's such a big deal or not. They lost two games in a row, and you got to think that they had a tough week of practice over there and started to get their stuff together and learn what they can do and mix things up and get Kyler Murray out the pocket and really expose that Jets defense. I got them winning 31-21. What do you think, Nikki? Uh, yeah, no. Arizona, since I'm all in on them in fantasy, I think they're itching for a comeback. Look, the Jets can't stop freaking cold, you know. <laughs> so they're not going to be able to stop the run or cover D-hop. So... I think they'll put up some points, but I got Arizona 31, Jets 24. All right. We got similar scores right there. All right. Damien, a trifecta, or are you going to go for an upset? Upset. No, I'm not trusting the Jets ever in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do it. I'm going with Arizona 30-21, and it is my second lock. Oh, okay. Great, oh. great. Arizona, second lock. All right. They screwed us over a couple of weeks ago, but let's see if they can hang in there for you this time. Jacksonville going to the Texans, both teams that are – look, again, the Texans, like you said, Damien, got screwed with the scheduling. But then they played Minnesota at home and they lost. So that's frightening right there. But this time it's Jacksonville. It's not Minnesota. Texans are going to win this game, but there's going to be a lot of points scored. So this could be a fantasy day for Jacksonville players, believe it or not, and even Texan uh, Texans players – 38 to 34. I got the Texans in this one. What do you say, Nikki? Um, yeah, Texans defense can't stop the run or the pass, but uh, I don't think Jags have an answer for Deshaun Watson. So I think Houston gets that win 31, Jacksonville 27. Yeah, Damian, not much of a comparison when you come to the quarterbacks between Deshaun Watson and Gardner Mustache, but what do you got in this game? be a great showdown between those two quarterbacks. I agree with you on a high score. I'm going to Houston, 30 to 27. All right, excellent. Very interesting. All right, so both going high scores on that game. Our next game, uh, let me just check something real quick. All right, we're doing all good over here. Our next game, we got Panthers and Falcons. Um, I got to see the Falcons win, guys. I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> so until then, I'm going to go with every team that plays against them for the most part, unless they're, you know, maybe – Cincinnati or something, and that's not even a knock against them. But I'm going to take the Panthers 
24-23 in a close game because the Falcons don't know how to win yet, Damian. So I got to take the Panthers in this one, even though they're on the road. Yeah, no, I like the Panthers as well. Um, watching them play against Arizona last week, they're a team that has confidence in their offense. Teddy Bridgewater, I learned today, is fourth in passing yards in the first four weeks. Right, So wow. he's definitely building confidence there, and they're doing it without Christian McCaffrey. So this team is building. Their defense is looking better. They put a hold Kyler Murray last week to under 200 yards passing. So I think that they will build on that and beat Atlanta at 28-21. Very nice. I got to say real quick, um, I have Aaron Rodgers, obviously, he's my quarterback in this league over here, and they have a bye this week. And without even knowing that knowledge uh, that Nikki spit out, I did pick up Teddy Bridgewater to be my backup quarterback. So that may kind of work out. Let's see over here. We all got Carolina trifecta on that one. Our next game, which may not happen, but we're going to pick it anyway. We got the Broncos, the Patriots. The Patriots are decimated right now. We don't know if Cam's going to play. Probably, definitely not Stephon Gilmore. Who knows else? But the Broncos are also coming in beat up. I, I don't think that they can hang with Bill Belichick's defense. I think they're going to get lucky and score a few points here and there. But in the end, Patriots by a field goal, 23 to 20. What do you got, Nikki? Um, yeah, it doesn't really seem like it matters who starts at quarterback for the Broncos. Hmm. Um, so I got the Patriots 23, Denver 10. All right. Well, uh, Damian, you got an upset in this one, maybe? No, I'm going New England 17 to 10. That's that's no Cam. If there is Cam Newton, 24 <laughs> 10. I like that. I like that. I put a little asterisk next to that one. Beautiful. All right, getting into our high five. We're going to basically still do the same thing. Bills, Titans, that game. Again, we don't know if it's going to happen. If it does, I think it'll be an awesome battle and even though they're pretty good on defense both teams obviously I think it'll be an offensive game for the most part see what Derrick Henry could do against the Bills defense but then you got Josh Allen's quantum bleep I will take the Bills on the road in this game 33 to 28 I'm not so comfortable with it but if that game does go down I do like the Bills in that game Nikki what do you think yeah I mean the Bills are just a better all-around team uh, Josh Allen is playing lights out. Titans are coming off a surprise bye week. Like, I, I don't really know. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get there. So, I'm definitely, what I do know is Buffalo's a damn good team. So, we're on Buffalo 27, Tennessee 20. Yeah, and, and Damian, it would be one thing if, you know, the Titans are coming off a bye week and we're able to practice, but they can't even get together. So, I, how, how do they pull this win out? Do you think they could do it? No, not against a very good Buffalo team with everything yeah. that they're facing. So I got Buffalo 28-24 in this one. You mentioned the, it's going to be a battle to see if the defensive line of Buffalo can stop the offensive line and running attack of Tennessee. Um, they struggled against the Rams, like I mentioned earlier, but were able to withstand the running attack of Las Vegas. I think this will be another good test for that defense to see if they can really withhold against the run. If they can, that puts Tennessee behind the sticks. As much as I like Ryan Tannehill, I don't love him if he's not getting that great running attack. So I got Buffalo winning this one, 28-24. All right, all right. And moving on to a very interesting game. The Colts are 3-1. and one. The Browns are 3-1. and one. It's in Cleveland. Uh, you know, look, the Colts have a have an excellent defense if you guys have not you guys but if people out there have not been watching and they're getting it together on offense they're putting the pieces together and it's working out but I think Cleveland's firepower is going to come out a little bit too much in this game and you know it could be a couple of big plays that'll end up getting them the win I think they squeak it out 28 27 guys 
Uh, Nikki, what do you think about this game in Cleveland with the Colts coming in pretty hot, winning three in, three in a row? Yeah, um, Colts are favored here on the road. They have um, better overall defense, but I will give the Browns credit where credit is due. They have improved against the run. And the Colts struggle a little bit with multi-dimensional offenses. I don't know that they have the personnel to handle Beckham, Landry, behind Austin Hooper. Like, not passing games, so I'm going to go. I think it's close, but I do think Cleveland comes out 23, and I'll go Indy 20. Is this the first time you picked the Browns this year? <laughs> I was just thinking about that as you we were talking. I'm like, I don't think she's done that yet. <laughs> All right, D, what do you got for this game? I'm going with the Browns as well. Okay. That their offense will be able to <laughs> will be able to um, go up and down the field, not easily, but we'll be able to create points and be able to hold the ball against uh, the Colts. And the Colts offense. It's been effective, but it hasn't been really offense that scares you. Yeah, they're not and potent. I agree. Their, their defense isn't able to shut you down. I can see the Browns offense doing enough with time of possession, the way they want to run the ball. And then once they do pass the ball, you mentioned all those weapons that they do have. So I got Cleveland winning 24-21. Yep, and that's even without Nick Chubb, who could be out for a few weeks. But you know what? When Kareem Hunt is there, you're really not losing much, if anything, at all. All right, let's get into the next one, which is could be a sneaky good game because the Vikings could put up points on offense. Look, you guys might want to take Adam Thielen out there. I should have maybe picked him an hour thing. But, uh, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. But when it comes down to it, Seattle is a better team. They're playing, you know, at home. It's Sunday night football where Russell Wilson shines in the spotlight. I got this game Seahawks 36 to Minnesota 26, and you can lock it in. Lock it in. So let's go to Damien. What do you think about this one? I do think this is going to be a very good game. Uh, Minnesota has found their identity on offense. Uh, Justin Jefferson, alongside Adam Thielen, has found his button in NFL. Last two games, both over 100 yards. Um, the way they run their offense, we talked about it before, with their jumbo packs, you need both receivers to do their thing, and both receivers are doing that. And Dalvin Cook, uh, he may come through, come through my prediction. I predict that he would be the leading rusher this year. Right. Um, he'll, you de- did. he'll definitely be in that conversation. He keeps doing this. So I do like that offense, but I do not like that defense at all. And because of that, I'm going with Seattle to win a shootout. And if you got a shootout, you got Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. The option doesn't become hard at that point. So <laughs> I'm, going with, I'm going with Seattle to win over Minnesota 33 to 27. Okay, okay. We got uh, some some similar scores also. All right, very good. Nikki, what do you say about it? Yeah, I think this is like a fantasy dream uh, matchup here, right? It sure is. I thought about taking Thielen, too, um, but ended up going Lockett. I mean, I just see a high-scoring affair here. But, of course, who's pulling it out? My boy, Russell Wilson. I got Seattle 41, Minnesota 34. Okay, okay. Rocking and rolling over here. We're all on Seattle. Let's see how we feel about the next game. We were talking about the Chiefs a lot. Um, They're undefeated. They're hosting the Las Vegas Raiders this week. I just don't see how the Raiders can keep up with the Chiefs offense. I know that they can score, but the Chiefs defense, like Damian, you alluded to much earlier in the show, they're getting much better. The Raiders defense isn't. That's why I'm absolutely locking in the Chiefs this game 35-21. 
What do you think, Nikki? Yeah, um, same. The Raiders, their cornerbacks are young. They can't cover the Chiefs wide receivers downfield. No way. I have Kansas City 34, Raiders 17. It is also my one of my locks for the week. All Second right. Lock. There you go. So lock number two for Nikki and lock number two for me. Yeah, Damien, uh, like Nikki just said it, you know, all those weapons and uh, Oakland is really banged up in the secondary right now. So what do you see? Yeah, I see Kansas City scoring a lot. Um, yeah. Kansas City winning this one 35 to 17. Um, it'll be close for a little bit just off of the division rivalry thing. You know how division games for some reason just stay close. Yeah. For a little bit for one team, the better team usually gets away in the second half. So I think Kansas City will do that. Las Vegas' offense has been better, but still can be limited by the fact of Derek Carr being scared to throw the ball downfield <laughs> and them not utilizing Darren Waller to its fullest extent, uh, which could be a shame with somebody that talented. But I got Kansas City 35, Las Vegas 17 in that one. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, we've been in a lot of agreement on this one as we were last week, and that tells by our winning records. So, even though we're agreeing, you should be listening to us, obviously. Our last high five game before we get into our games and then name that player, which would be fun. We got Bengals at Ravens. And we wanted to talk about the Bengals a little bit because, hey, Joe Burrow and the Bengals got their first win again as a team. Um, again, I think they still need to obviously improve on defense. I don't like that Jacksonville was able to come back and score them points, even though it was a little bit later in the game. But the Bengals put together their first complete win they look like a football team. They're on the road against the Ravens this week, which is no picnic at all. So, look, as proud as I am of Cincy, and I think that they're on the rise, and I picked them to win six games this year, which is kind of crazy, but maybe they'll get four or five, whatever it is, but they won't get one this week. I'm locking in the Ravens at 26-13 to 13 in this game. I just think that they're going to dominate them and let Joe Burrow know what NFL football is all about. So what do what do you say, Damian? I got Baltimore winning as well. I do think it'll be closer than people would think. I think Joe Burrow definitely shows he's the real deal in this game. I got Baltimore winning twenty seven twenty one. Baltimore won't be able to stop that rushing attack that is so potent, like Nikki said earlier. I think that they didn't really run that well against Washington, even though Lamar Jackson had his you know, his breakaway. You didn't really see the big-time runs from their running backs in that game. I think that that will be different in this one. Mark Ingram, Edwards, they both get off in this one, and they're able to keep Joker off the field enough, and he went 27-21. Yeah, I want to see how much they play J.K. Dobbins also because, you know, they, they're really you – know, they're based off the run game, and if their run isn't working, then it's very tough for them to win. Mark Andrews can't make every catch, obviously, and he can't always rely on just the speedsters going downfield. So, yeah, Bengals, I like what they're doing, and this will be a major test for them, obviously. And if they hang in there with Baltimore, I don't know if it'll be Baltimore taking them lightly or the Bengals playing a good game, but I'm excited to see their growth right now. I really am. And we are growing over here. We're doing everything. We got NFL action all over the place. We're getting ready to close it out. We got one more very quick commercial break. We're going to do our games. You guys know Damien, huge Saints fan. Nikki, huge Giants fan. 49ers, that's my team. Live and die with them, as my teammates always do with their teams. And we'll do a little bit of name that play to have fun to close it out. You are listening to the 3rd and 3 podcast presented by the Sports Column 
brought to you by Anchor Radio. And we're going to give everything out because we got other shows that you guys need to listen to. We were all on Courtney's show earlier this week, having a good time uh, talking football. And uh, of course, we got Damien's show we want to get into. And I got my 49ers podcast forecast coming up uh, tomorrow. So we're going to get into all that. But first, again, really quick commercial break for the third and three podcasts before we come and close it out for you guys tonight. We'll be back in 30 seconds. This is a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Loving it right over here. Third and three podcast kicking your ass as we always do. And I must go back really quick to our high five Bengals and Ravens game. I am very old, okay, and I'm losing brain cells, and there are many reasons for that. I want to make sure that you guys know that Ravens, excuse me, Nikki has the Ravens as her third lock, as her third lock. So she's got Pittsburgh Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Me being stupid, I skipped over it because I was looking forward to the next session and watching the clock. So, Nikki, I got you in there for your lock, all right? We're good. Really, thirteen and a half. You know what? Can I tell you something though, Nikki, which is really interesting. When you see Damien, I don't know if you're a gambler or not, and I hope you're not. Actually, I'm not a gambler, you know, but I like to. I like to play, and I look at the lines. When it's thirteen and a half, they're figuring. Well, okay, Baltimore's definitely going to win by two touchdowns, so they're getting the public to sway to Baltimore for some reason, thinking that Cincinnati's going to cover. Damien, do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, that's that's the very you see and, and Nikki and you know thirteen and a half points obviously says a whole lot, but um which doesn't say that uh, Cincinnati is gonna win the game, but maybe it will be closer because look, Vegas, you know, they didn't build that strip on, you know, nickels and dimes, you know, they built it off freaking gambling and everything like that. And that's that's how they do it. So they're smart when they do those half a points in there. Like if it were 14 and a half, they'd want you to get, the, you know, to bet the bangles for whatever. Anyway, that's just their way of thinking. And our way of thinking over here in the third and three podcast is crazy as always. And we keep it going. We got our games that we're going to go through right now. My 49ers got off uh, just a very disappointing week for that. I don't really need to recap much. Like I said, uh, you know, we had Nick Mullins in there and Jimmy G looks like he's ready to come back. And we have George Kittle. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk is in there. Jarek McKinnon's doing a fabulous job. And our defense has still been doing great. Um, so I'm not worried about that. And again, we're going to get more healthy. And I'm glad that we're home for this game, even though we lost at home last game. But it's against Miami, who, you know, Fitzpatrick, I, I guess he's getting the start this week. I haven't heard anything different, unless you guys did. But um, they're a tough team. So the 49ers got to know that, Going into this game, if they do have a fourth quarter lead, they cannot lay down because Fitzpatrick will do anything in his power to make them come back. So I think the 49ers get a lead and are able to hold on to it and just not play that dumb pre defense at the end. So I do like the 49ers 
in an odd score of 29 to 22. So I think they're going to win the game. But again, the Dolphins will keep it interesting because they always do. And they're getting better and better every week and even gave Seattle a little bit of issues last week, guys. So I like the Niners in this one. Um, It's not a lock. I went through my locks, but I think the 49ers really should win this game at home. What do you think, Damian? Yeah, I got San Francisco as well in a close one. I do believe Miami's a quality team. But San Francisco, I believe, as well as Miami is coached, San Francisco is coached even better. And their defense will show up this week. So I got San Francisco 17, Miami 13. Okay. Uh, battle. Yeah, that, that would definitely be a defensive battle, especially in today's game. Uh, Nikki, what do you think? Uh, my 49ers didn't look so hot. The Dolphins, you know, doing their thing, but they're 1-3. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I wouldn't worry too much. I think San Fran bounces back. I think they take out that frustration from Philly, and they take it all out of Miami, especially if Jimmy G's coming back. I think you guys will be able to run the ball a little bit better. I have San Fran 27, Miami 17. I like it. I like it. Yeah, our offense should look better, especially even more by the second half, possibly going to the third quarter, getting our groove together. So I like the Niners' chances this weekend uh, big time. So we're all on the Niners. And now we go to the Giants at Cowboys. Nikki, this is your team. This is your game. And it's a winnable one. What do you think? (laughs) Is it? I mean, I don't know what a winnable (laughs) game is anymore. Here's what I will say about the Cowboys. They needed a freaking miracle, right, to beat the Falcons at home. Yeah. The Browns gave them a run for their money. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, no, they're not a great team. You know, I would love, love, love to get a win and do it against the freaking Cowboys because I hate them with every fiber of my being. Um, <laughs> but I think Dallas is, you know, they're going to go back to running Zeke. I think they'll protect the lead. They're going to take away James Bradbury. I know they will. Best player on defense. I do think the Giants' offense wakes up a little bit because that Dallas D is so weak. So I think Daniel Jones and the offense are poised for a good game. That offensive line is horrid, stinky trash. So and I don't <laughs> think it holds up for long. Um, I have Dallas 34, Giants 20. Yeah, I understand your rationale. I really do. And, you know, I, I think it's it, – look, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, neither team – look, the Giants have good defense, so maybe they'll surprise the Cowboys a little bit. But if the Giants can get it together on offense somehow, Nikki, I don't know. You know, between their receivers, I don't know who's exactly healthy going into this week. But Damian, the Giants – look, I'm picking the Cowboys in a very high-scoring game, 38-35. to 35. I think they'll get the win at home. But – I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to be shocked if the Giants win this game because of the way they're playing on defense and the fact that they can score. They really haven't showed it yet, but they're playing the Cowboys' defense. I mean, what's a better elixir for that, Damian? Yeah, they are playing against the Cowboys' defense, but I think high scoring for the Giants is like 21, 24. <laughs> <laughs> so I got you know, yeah, I got Dallas winning 30-21. I think Dallas' offense will be able to put up points against anybody. Okay. But, you know, Giants defense, you know, isn't trash like the Dallas defense. I think Dallas wins this game. I went all in on Prescott and CeeDee Lamb this week as well. So I got to believe that offense, and I do to score 30 points against the Giants. All right. All right. Yeah, I see that happening too. I see it also the other way. Very high-scoring game, in my opinion, over here. 
And our, the last of our games over here, as it is the Monday night football game, and what better way to close it out with the Chargers now led by Justin Herbert going in to play the Saints, who marched last week into Detroit, did their thing, and now they're coming back home to play the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Damien, the floor is yours, bro. Who <laughs> <laughs> um, It's not going to be the Chargers this week. I think that our defense found itself a little bit against Detroit. And against a veteran like Matthew Stafford, they'll definitely be able to do um, those same things against a rookie and Justin Herbert, get pressure, create turnovers. And our offense has found itself as well. It normally takes us a few weeks to get our groove. And this is around the time when the Saints get their groove. And I think you'll see that against the Chargers. I got the Saints winning 31-24. I don't think it'll be easy at standpoint because Justin Herbert is very talented. Keenan Allen, you pick him in fancy for a reason. He's somebody who can definitely do some damage in our secondary. He's hurt right now. But it's funny our secondary played better without you know his Jenkins out there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that our defense will be able to do enough in this one and our balance attack. We gotta stay balanced, run the ball and pass the ball and build the offense around the run. And I think we'll be fine. Saints thirty four or Saints thirty one, excuse me, Chargers twenty four. 31 24. Char- all right, Saints. So, we're, look, we're all on this. Uh, Nikki, are we all on the Saints? Let's find out. What do you think? Uh, of course, I'm on the Saints. Of course. <laughs> hey, don't you guys get Michael Thomas back this week where there's rumors about it? Yeah, it hasn't been solidified yet, um, but we're still hopefully, hopefully, we get him back this week. If we can't get, if we get can't guard Mike, it'll definitely help out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I definitely I think the Saints just offensively end up just being a little bit too much. And uh, I think they pull out this win, 27, Chargers 17. Yeah, I get a little worried about the, the Saints defense a little bit, but if they can apply pressure to Justin Herbert, let's see how he takes it. Again, it's only his third game going in. So uh, we got a lot over there. Those are our picks for uh, week five. Here we go. Okay, you know, I was gonna, I was just gonna ask you because I noticed that there were two. So this is the last lock, and I was thinking the way you spoke about it, pretty highly of them, it would be your Saints last lock. All right, so you got Pittsburgh, Arizona, and the Saints. I got, I'm, excuse, I'm sorry, Nikki has Pittsburgh, the Chiefs, and the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Seattle Seahawks, the Kansas City Chiefs, and also the Baltimore Ravens. So Nikki, we're kind of looking on the same team over here with these locks. Damien's got completely different ones. So who knows? It could go haywire this week. You never know what's going to happen. But I think it it'll be. Because we all pick Cleveland. So I know. I know. So they won't win. Bold prediction. The world's going to fall apart. Right. <laughs> oh, Cleveland. Wow. That would be amazing if they got to four and one. The juices would be flowing over there. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, just like looking around the league in general. Uh, yeah, these the quarterbacks that are emerging, obviously, as, you know, the MVPs between Russell Wilson, throw Patrick Mahomes, the name in there, Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, Josh Allen. I, I mean, so there's so many of these guys. But if there wasn't an MVP going to a quarterback this year, and I'm not putting you guys on the spot, it's more of a conversation, what other player has been really the best, most valuable player for their team? I, you know, you even though Aaron Rodgers, you can argue even Aaron Jones has been one of the better players for their team and so important. And if he wasn't there, I don't know if Green Bay would, would be what they are. You know, I, there's maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire you can throw in there even as a rookie. 
But, you know, it, it's all about the quarterback. It's all about the quarterback. And I don't know what wide receiver is dominating enough this year that you would give it to. So, again, it looks like it's going to come down to the quarterbacks, and why not? They're all playing great right now, and I wonder if Tom Brady will get his name in there at some point. You know, some people love him so much they'll pick him anyway. So you never know. You never know. But to close it out here on third and three, had a great time as always on this Wednesday evening. We're going to do a little name that player. All right, so Damien and I each have one. Nikki does enough with her knowledge, but Nikki, she doesn't need to go out for another trivia question over here. So, Damien, would you like to take it away? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. So, with this name, that player, it was a running back who spent his college years as a Tar Heel. Um, once he got to the league, he became a stopgap between a bus and a bell for hmm. the black and gold. With two Super Bowl championships. Can you name that player? With two Super Bowl championships. Yes, he was a two-time Super Bowl champion. Stop gap between a bus and a bell. Spent his college years as a Tar Heel. Running back. And he got two of the championships. Ooh. Um, I don't know if he was on that second team. Nikki, you got somebody in mind? Running back really. North Carolina <laughs> between bus and bell. Um, I got one in mind. Um, I'm just trying to think of one more in case I'm missing somebody. Uh, who was that guy? You know, I'm just going to say Willie Parker. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. I, I was nervous about that one. I thought there may have been somebody else in there. Good question. Good question. All right. You're very clever between the bus and the bell, man. You are good at that. I like that. Very, very clever. Very good. All right. Let me give mine. I tried to make it a little hard, but let's see what we got. All right. I was the sixth overall pick in 2011. I play wide receiver. I still play wide receiver. I've been on one team my entire career, and I played in one Super Bowl. Who am I? Oh. So I repeat. Wide receiver from 2011 was on the same team the whole time and has played in one Super Bowl. And it's played, yep. So sixth overall pick in 2011, plays wide receiver, still been on one team his whole career and played in one Super Bowl. She says Julio Jones. Um, that is my guess as well. Son of a gun. You're both right. Way to go. All right. All right. Well done. Nikki, look at you coming out there, Julio Jones. Look at you, girl. Way to go. All right. All right. And Damien, obviously you knew it too. You agreed. Julio Jones. That is the answer. Very good. Going back to 2011, sixth overall pick. You know, that was the one in there. It's like, hmm. Larry, I know you guys were thinking Larry Fitzgerald for a minute. You had to be. Well, no, Larry Fitzgerald, I know he's super old. That's, so. yeah. How about like, that, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it did. It just popped right in there. Julio Jones. Bam. 
<laughs> that was good. Very well done. You both got it. I'm happy you about that. That, that also helped that's bit. right. Just that I played in a Super Bowl. Got to be specific. It's very, very important. Got to be specific. Atlanta does blow leads. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. They're all about that. Unbelievable with that. Still, that just like haunts their night. Maybe, maybe that's it. They can't get that, you know, ghost off their back or whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know. Maybe it is it. I have no idea. But I just, I don't know. Looking around the league, you know, they're, I think that we got – more top-level teams and really low-bottom-level teams and a very tiny bit of mediocre teams, if that makes sense. You know, I it almost seems like you could pick out the playoff teams already. I don't know who's going to emerge. You know, um, Tennessee is a question mark with this whole thing, like how many games they're actually going to get in. And, you know, I, what if they miss like two weeks? Do they qualify? I mean, all this sort of crazy stuff because they're 3-0. and They look tough, but Indy's in there doing their thing which I really like. So I don't know. I don't know. This is, this is really interesting. And again, the Pats and the Bills going at it, the Packers, you know, nothing but smiles over there from Aaron Rodgers being all cocky and everything. And, you know, Russell Wilson, not afraid of a damn thing. 49ers trying to get their stuff together, trying to see who else is big time. And I told you guys, I had the Bucks in my top four. I know neither one of you did. You had the Seahawks, which makes perfect sense. But do you see the Bucks becoming one of those teams who, even if they don't win the division, Damian, with the Saints being in there, and I know that they currently do have the lead, Tampa, but let's say that the Saints win the division and Tampa has to go on the road or whatever, or maybe they have a bubble. Would you? Do you see Tampa as being one of those teams in there at the end? Definitely. If they don't win a division, it might be better for them because then they get to play the where of the NFC East. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Very clever. right that's a very good point and they should probably change that that's a conversation for another day uh, I like your analysis uh Nikki what do you think you know Tom Brady 43 but he's not looking 43 anymore no he is not no they're gelling they're coming together I think week five I'm interested in the, I know it's not the greatest matchups but look we didn't have a preseason this year is weird I hope we all hope we can finish the year this season safely so I think we Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Let's get one more really quick question before we get out of here for the night and, uh, you know, wrap it up. And we got all the predictions out there. You guys listen, come back at us. Um, 
top contender for Kansas City, whether it's NFC or AFC, who do you think is that team that can really compete with them, Damian? That, you know, what offensively, defensively, the whole package, who really has it in them? And maybe a quarterback that has it in them that can really beat that team in each conference. for them and they've been living up to it offensively you know Josh Allen isn't scared of anything and it can be a weakness at times the fact that he's so fearless can lead to mistakes but the fact that he is fearless can also lead to great plays and I think that with that defense that offense the balance with the running attack they have it all when it comes ready and it comes down to Josh Allen can Josh Allen come up in those big moments um, to really exceed those expectations and in the NFC I think Seattle can definitely challenge the Chiefs because of their offense. Uh, you know, that'll be a, maybe in the 50s sort of game or something like that. Nikki, what do you think? Who can, who can really challenge Kansas City and kind of like match their game? Well, we already kind of saw it in New England, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, Bill Belichick always has an answer. And I really, like I said earlier, I think if Cam was playing, there was a very good chance that they could have beaten them. So, um, yeah, I, I could see Buffalo. I I think if the Ravens somehow pull it together, they could knock them off. Um, in the NFC, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it would be like a Seattle, Green Bay type of team that can, you know, match them play for play. Yeah, and one team, let's not count out Pittsburgh. I know we didn't see him last week, but, um, you know, they're looking pretty good out the gates. So I expect them just to get better. They may end up being the biggest or toughest uh, team toward the end of the season. We got to see a little bit more, but yeah, that's very interesting. And there's a lot more topics that we got to get to, but in the matter of time, we are going to close out this session for tonight of the third and three podcast. Before we go, Damien, I know you got shows coming up all over the place. Tell them where to find it. Yes. Uh, another great episode on third and three. Always enjoy it with you guys. Um, the real deal with Damien Adams drops every either Monday night or Tuesday morning, either Monday after the Monday night football game or first thing Tuesday morning. You can find the real deal with Damien Adams talking NBA finals, football, boxing, get it all in there. Um, dope music breaks that Nikki enjoys. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll get those in there as well. This week I paid homage to Russell Wilson's wife, Sierra, on his episode, his last episode that I dropped yesterday. So looking for some hot music between some hot takes. Uh, well, it might be my new slogan. Just, just came with that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, the Real Deal with Damien Adams is available on all podcast platforms. And follow me on social media at The Real Deal WDA. That's real, The Real Deal Loving it, loving it, loving it. Beautiful. And Nikki, they need to follow you also. You are a huge part of this team. Couldn't do it without you. Let them know where you're at. Yes, got to follow me on Twitter at Nikki Nick9384. You can find me on Instagram. I'm not too active on there. And I pop up on some podcasts here and there lately. So, but yes, definitely. 
If you're listening to our show, listen to Damien's show, The Real Deal. Listen to Jay's show, 49ers forecast, all good stuff. Follow everybody, subscribe, and listen. Yeah, thank you for that one, Nikki. As a matter of fact, 49ers forecast is on tomorrow. It will be 730 Eastern time before the football game comes on. I got uh, Richmond Webb, uh, former Miami Dolphins player, coming on to help me break down the matchup between the Niners and the Dolphins and get into some other stuff around the league. So I'm definitely looking forward to that tomorrow and a lot more NFL action with my teammates over here. It's all it's an equal partnership. That's it. We we, we all just do it together. It's a team effort. And, and it's great. We have so much fun. Looking forward to it every Wednesday night. So, Nikki, Damien, again, I had a great time. Love chopping it up with you guys. And I can't wait till next week. I'm ready to do it. I already know, man. I can't wait till next week. Just love this podcast family. Ah, definitely. And it is a family. You said it well. Nikki, until next time, I'm look, I'm pulling for you, Giants major. I'm hoping that Daniel Jones has one of those major fantasy days and everybody on the Giants. I, I want them to get a win for you badly. I definitely do. So I'm pulling for both of your teams. If you pull for mine as well, we'll get it together. We'll have it. We're all in the family. That's how we're going to do it, Nick, right? That's how we do it. Come <laughs> on, team man. Pull it out. I hope they do. But, you know, we'll see. New York needs a good, we need a good week. Jets got to win. Giants got to win. Somebody. These poor fan bases. (laughs) These poor fan bases is right. Oh, man. But as Damien would say, not necessarily in the football context on Sundays, but his favorite movie, any given Sunday. Anything can happen. You never know. You never know. So stay tuned. Watch. Listen over and over again. You got our picks. You know we have winning weeks just about every week, except for my little slip-up last time. So make sure you follow. Get these picks in. If you're a betting man or woman, you know, we don't endorse it. But, uh, yeah, you got the knowledge over here from Nikki, from Damien, and from Jason, the 3rd and 3 podcast team. We are out for tonight, and we will see you next week.